along with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another outstanding edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and with me all the way from the land of the Red Dragon is the gold standard in ghost hunting, Mr. Stephen Parsons. Hello. You all right today? Yeah. Awful quiet. I'm entitled to be occasionally. You do. No, you're not. No, you're not. It's not like hey. you. You know. All right then. We'll That's kick better. off with. Couldn't even be bothered to introduce the guest properly on the uh, promo on Facebook. Well, you know, if you gave me a proper introduction, I would do it. I didn't know what. Uh, Sorry, my friend, but you, next time give me a proper uh, introduction. You knew exactly who it was. No, I did not. Yes, you did, because I told you twelve hours ago. No, you did not give me a proper introduction. Therefore, oh, I wasn't going to put it. Okay. Okay. Dodging the blame again, like your president. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. right, moving on. You still want to look bad in front of your daughter, that's all. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so you did know who the guest was then. Could have been Alexander yeah. Holzer. I, no, I, says, I didn't know she was an author. You never told me that. No, I'm the author. All right, forget it then. Never mind, moving along. Right, moving Anyways, on. introduce on. your yeah. guest. <laughs> yeah, good evening. Proper. A, go- a veteran ghost hunter. been ghost hunting probably longer than, um, Me. than you, Ron. Yeah. Um, started at the age of four and has been to many of uh, the most notable haunted locations, including Mary King's Close up in uh, the city of the Eden Butter. Yeah. Mary Queen's Close? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I spent many, many hours in Mary King's Close. And uh, numerous other loca- top haunted attractions and locations around the UK. Um, my own daughter, who one day might be a parapsychologist, unlike her dad. Good evening, Helen. Hi. Actually, the reason Helen's on tonight is because she wasn't very happy about... Her last time she was on the show. No, no, I I finally got around to listening to it the other day, and I feel like I need to redeem myself. Oh wow! <laughs> I, so, there you go. Got I can't remember it, gene. but uh, I'm sure you were fine. Anyway, I want to give out a shout out to the uh, military X Files, who uh, I was on their radio show last night, and. Uh, Good bunch of guys, so I want to my, give them a shout-out, so I want to get that out of the way. And okay, can... and if you're going to do that, I'll give a shout-out to the West Files. Uh, good bunch of guys. I was on there the other night, uh, Monday night. Spent Just show clock ahead. Doesn't matter. If you can promote other shows, I can. Oh, fine. Whatever. <laughs> there we go. Hey, okay. we had a weird... Actually, because we're in lockdown... Promote here, what? Right? Sunday show. We haven't got a show on Sunday. You do. I don't. Oh, okay. I have a I have a webinar for the SPR coming up, um, but um, remember Helen? 
Yeah, I'll get you. Yeah, Hi, sure. still there. here. Yeah, get there. Yeah, um, yeah. On uh, on the West Files this week because we're in lockdown and my uh, my my co-host is uh, shielding and is not allowed out to play, and we're not uh-huh. allowed to have two of us in the studio at the same time due to social distancing. Uh, we're using a lot of pre-recorded material, and do you know what went down? An absolute storm. The ghost what? sandwich. Oh, good. It went down fantastically well. We're going to have to use it. We're going to have to reacquaint people on Ghost Chronicles International with the ghost sandwich. Right. Uh, but, but that's Which was stolen from me by Karen O'Keefe, who gave it to you. No, you gave it to me. No, no, no. Uh, you got it you from did. Karen, my friend. Uh, no, and I don't know anybody yeah. called Karen. Yes, um, you did. But, you got it but from nonetheless, Karen. But nonetheless, uh, you gave it to me. And I, can prove, and I can prove it, because it's still got the original email attachment. Anyway, moving on, we have a guest tonight, uh, a veteran ghost said hunter. said that ten minutes ago. Yeah, well, let's get to our guest then. Because so, hello, you thank did, you for joining us. Yeah, you did. You started at age four. I did indeed. You did, because uh, I, I should explain that at, uh, when, when Helen did start ghost hunting at that young age, she was not alone. She was accompanied by a very experienced team of which she was a member. Is a member. Yeah, but you know, you gave her age when she started. We don't know how old she is now, so it could have been like two days ago. I'm 24 now. Thank you, dear. 20 years. Thank you, love. (laughs) Steve, you still with me? Did I lose you? Hello, Steve. Oh, I know. You, you, you asked the questions for a little while. I'm quite happy. Oh, really? Anyways, uh, Steve started this introduction with you saying that you've been too many, uh, you, Helen, saying that you've been too many historic uh, hauntings, including Mary Close Coke. I can't even say it. Mary uh, <laughs> King's Close. Yeah, that place. Yes. And um, so what do you remember about it other than your you know, father? I mean, there isn't a lot that I do remember from most of the places he's talking about because I was quite young and I've slept quite a lot since then. But I've been back to Mary King's Close since. Really? And Yeah, I went... It was a couple of years ago. I went up to Edinburgh for a day and took a little visit. And it hasn't changed one little bit. It's still scary as shit in there. Really? Like... Yeah, they've got a room in there um, for people that haven't been. There's a room in there which is full of little toys because there is a little kid ghost. Annie, Annie's room. Yeah. Oh, no, no, thank you. Because the uh, they, they periodically have to clear out the toys in Annie's room, don't they? Yeah, yeah, because um, so many people leave them. Yeah. You might not yeah. remember the, the story, but or, or do, you, do, you, do you remember the story as to why all the toys are there? vaguely remember. I don't remember much about it. Well, what happened was a Japanese psychic apparently visited the close. Oh, God, it must be well, it was before before your first visit, so over 20 years ago. Um, and she sensed the spirit of a little girl called Annie um, in the room and that the little girl was lonely. And so she, she left a toy um, for Annie, little orphan Annie. Um, and uh, people just added more and more and more. 
And now you can't move in the bloody place for them. Nope. <laughs> do you think they named the ghost after the Broadway musical, or do you think it was the other way around? I do think the Japanese it psychic seems like a lacked... coincidence. Yeah, I think the Japanese psychic was just lacking in imagination. Or, <laughs> or maybe it was a mispronunciation from something else. Maybe in Japanese the name is... Uh, I don't know. Because, actually, I mean, that was the first time that that was an association. The the Mary King's Close has got um, apparitional um, stories that date back. It's probably one of the longest continual ghost story or ghost-related uh, accounts that we have in the archives. Uh, they date back to the 18th century, um, where, where, you know, with stories that are contemporary to that time of people seeing disembodied uh, bits of people and apparitions floating about and drifting in and out of uh, the location uh, right up to the present day. So it's uh, it's a fascinating place. And when you, I, I don't so are, much... you both, wait minute, are you both saying that there is no spirit named Annie? I the mean, there might not be a spirit named Annie. Uh, I... The only contemporary reports we've got are, of course, of, from the Japanese medium um, and mm-hmm. of subsequent mediums who all claim to sense a child spirit or a little girl spirit, uh, usually concurring about the name. Some of them do disagree. Was uh, Annie a, a Scottish name? Uh, in oh, that God, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been, okay. but there all is right. no contemporary... There is no contemporary... Uh, Report of any There's no historic correlation. No, there's no historic person there, and there's there's certainly nothing before the visit of the Japanese psychic. Um, and although Helen probably won't remember because we were very busy, we were doing part of the ghost fest while Helen was up there, um, and we were conducting a lot of experiments. And she spent. There is a place inside Mary King's Close called Chesney's House, which is the the heart of the haunting of Mary King's Close. Um, and it's probably one of the most intact buildings in the close because what what Mary King's Close is, in fact, is a street. Um, it's now subterranean. Um, it wasn't then, uh, but over the uh, over the years, other buildings have been built on top and preserved this entire street beneath what is now uh, essentially the the seat of uh, Edinburgh. Uh, local government um, and it was rediscovered I think well it was, I don't know it was ever really lost but it was rediscovered in the 70s and then turned into a tourist attraction afterwards um, and with uh, with this one particular house Chesney's house because they know who lived there and there were records this man actually had the very first uh, I think flushable sit upon toilet in, in Edinburgh I was about yeah. to ask is Chesney's house the one with the toilet in it it is, and yeah. Uh, yeah, you spent many an hour sitting on the thunderbox. <laughs> <laughs> what? Whilst we were... Well, we had to put people around the location. Um, so you, you stuck know. someone on the toilet? And it's had to be me, because, you know, well, what well, better wow. job to give your daughter? Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, do you know, do you know one, of the re- uh, one of the bizarre things about the location of the toilet is it's actually the best place to sit because it faces directly back towards the main main entrance door. And the reason it did that uh, is is not because somebody sitting on the toilet could see the door, 
the opposite was the case. Because this having a toilet at that period in the 19th, early 19th century was considered so um, uh, prestigious, they wanted everybody to know that they had one. And so they faced it uh, directly at the entrance door. Wow. Yeah. And it made a very convenient place. I think I'm going to move mine now because that's such a great yeah. idea. It makes a, it, it made an excellent place, a comfortable location to stick an investigator because obviously the, the, the toilet is no longer in use and it's just a convenient wooden perch. I mean, if you were going to put me anywhere in there now, I think I'd sit on the toilet because at least nothing could come up from behind me. That's so. it's true. against the wall. It is, uh, yeah. It's in a little closet that faces the main entrance door. Um, the other problem that you've got with Chesney's house uh, and some of the other locations inside Mary King's Place is that you, you're not allowed to touch the walls. Uh, not because they're in any way fragile, but uh, in order to prevent mould growth on the wallpaper back in the 19th century, uh, they made the wallpaper paste with arsenic. So the walls are extremely toxic. So I was... So which you know, I always had this you know, thoughts of, of the, the clothes as it's like this stone area, but these are actual houses, wooden structures and well, no, 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 and no, no, it's an underground city. So really? so yeah, so if you go underground there's it's streets and houses, like they're proper buildings. So if you got if you like took a normal outside street and then put a roof over it, it's a bit like that. It's it's not like just chambers underground or anything. It's a proper yeah. That's what I was thinking. More of it was like dungeons and stuff type of. Oh no! What you what you've actually got is 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 a complete uh, street that slopes down, and then either side of the street are buildings that essentially are uh, the ground floor and the basement layers. The first floor for you Americans, uh, the second floor for the British. Uh, or first floor for the British, second floor for the Americans, uh, is, is essentially scraped off and a, a new building put on top. Oh. So what you have is a preserved old ground floor level and basement level. Um, of uh, so you've got you've got shops, you've got houses, you've got uh, rooms and oh. kitchens and yeah, you've got a normal street. It's similar to, uh, I think it's Seattle, uh, Washington, similar to this, and basically that, that same type of thing, mm-hmm. uh, where there's a city underground. Uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, well, with many things, I mean, there are um, there are other closes uh, that run that run down towards Princess Gardens, which was back then a lake. Um, I, they have never really been uncovered or excavated, and it's believed that there are many more of these subterranean closes, uh, streets mm-hmm. beneath Edinburgh. Now, that's separate from you've probably heard people talking about, and Helen's been to visit the, the vaults in Greyfriars. Greyfriars. Greyfriars? I've been to Greyfriars. But uh, Helen's also been to the vaults. Now, the vaults are. Entirely uh, an entirely different thing. What they did, because Edinburgh is on a series of, of hills and valleys, uh, they levelled up the roads by building enormous. This is in the Georgian era, uh, enormous bridge spans across the valleys, and then filled them in with brick to turn the uh, the spans into effectively. Uh, they, they became living quarters and workshops, and that's the vaults. 
Um, oh. But Helen has Helen has also spent quite a lot of time in probably the the most haunted um, location in Edinburgh. Uh, with the Mackenzie Poltergeist. She's been in the tomb of the Mackenzie Poltergeist, um, the one that attacks people. Yes, can she talk for herself, or are you just going to talk for her? I oh. mean, he's talking about me investigating in Scotland, and I was quite young, so I don't, I don't remember That's why I'm helping. <laughs> investigating in Scotland, so... Okay. <laughs> so... You, but you returned there, you said, uh, and you went to uh, you went to Edinburgh. You did go to the uh, King's Close or whatever. Yeah, it is. I, I did the tour the last time I went there. I also did the, uh, the and, Edinburgh Dungeons, which I do not recommend to anybody. <laughs> they are scary. Are they really? Is that why you rec- don't recommend them because they're scary? Yeah. So that's they're, a good um, recommendation. <laughs> well, what the dungeons are compared to the close is the dungeons. It's sort of like a tourist attraction. It's like a walkthrough. Do you like door haunted houses that you can walk through and people jump out at you? Oh, it's sort of those, but it talks about all the history of Scotland, so like the witches, and it goes into like the ghosts, the grave diggers. Um, it's got a part of Mary King's Close and the Plague. Um, oh, well. Cannibals. Cannibals? Oh, yeah. Scotland's got quite a famous cannibal history. Really? You have to tell yeah. me about that then. Uh, so there was a there's like oh, he lived on one of the isles of Scotland. Um, Shawnee Bean, his name was, and there's they cover it in these dungeons, and it's he was around in I think it was about the 16th century, and he he must have eaten. They said it was about a thousand people over around like 20 years oh before God. he eventually got caught. <laughs> yeah. Scotland's grim. <laughs> I guess so. So it's more than just the weather. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the more up north you get, the grimmer it is. <laughs> Do you remember any of your experiences? I mean, have you ever had a truly paranormal experience? Um, I haven't had many. Okay, um, that's fine. I remember... I remember um, we were investigating the place. I think I touched on this on the last show, last time I was on, actually. We were in a place called Hampton Court or Hatton Court, one of those two. Hatton Court. Hatton Court. And they were, my dad and all the other important people in the group were all in, like, the control room doing things. And I got put on the top of the stairs just to, like, watch Again, out huh? and <laughs> just, just keep me out of the way. <laughs> And I remember I was looking up the stairs because it was one of those staircases where you go up and then you go around the corner and up another set. So oh, I was yeah. looking up the stairs and I saw someone walk from one end of the landing to the other. So I assumed it was my dad or one of the other members of the team. So I went up to see what was going on and the door at the end of the hallway was shut and there was nobody in there. And I can remember that like it was yesterday because <laughs> there. Yeah. I think you did yeah. bring that up in the last show, and yeah, that that's a, a re- really cool experience. To, I mean, a lot of people don't have those in in many years of investigations, so that in itself is worth the ticket alone. Uh, yeah. But, so does it like? Did it bother you at the time? Not at the time, it didn't. No, I mean, when I was younger, I didn't get as scared as I do now. 
I'm an adult. That's true. <laughs> really? Yeah, when the I was thing, a kid, when she, when she really was younger, scared me. The only thing that really scared Helen was moths. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, would, stick would, me in a dark I, room and tell me there's yeah. a ghost that's going to attack me, I'd be fine. But, you know, put a moth anywhere near me and uh, it's the end of my world. <laughs> Do you know why you're petrified of moths? I don't know. I'm scared of most things that fly, so. <laughs> and foxes. I'm not scared of foxes. It caught me it's off guard. <laughs> but, no, I mean, Helen has spent, you know, she, I mean, she's been to some of the locations that people describe as intensely frightening and intensely scary. And she was, you know, you, you would imagine that, that children would get nervous about it. But, no, Helen never was. Um, so why is she nervous now? Is, is it a traumatic experience yeah. and it's finally surfacing no, all these years <laughs> I mean I tell people it is I like people to think I had a traumatic childhood being left to sit in dark rooms asking people yeah. to like come for me but no I just um, as I got older she bait on a number of occasions yeah, <laughs> as I got older I started watching lots of horror films and it's just turned me into a big wuss now <laughs> so would you go hunting and ghost hunting again oh yeah I'd love to do it do you know what I'm not scared of ghosts really like if they exist i'm not scared of them i mean what what are they gonna do they can't do a lot they can make me feel a bit cold or you know they can throw something at me at best so you Maybe don't shout get the, boo you don't get the call from parascience anymore well that's i don't good. know that's got nothing to do with the fact that she's not competent that's entirely due to the fact that the caseload has changed quite dramatically yeah. in the last decade well, most of the stuff you guys have, well, Parascience have done has been down in Wales now, and I just don't have a way of getting down there anymore. I live... And also because we, we, we tend to find that most of the cases that we would normally have done in the past are now being done by other groups on, on social media. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Well, then people are trying to get clout off it. Yeah. So there aren't the opportunities that there used to be. Um, That's a shame, actually. I, I, well, it's the same you're uh, on the other side as well. Um, oh, yeah. You know, so that's that's a universal thing, uh, that we just don't have the opportunity to conduct the investigations like we used to do. And that, that means that the team, um, you know, which is scattered throughout the United Kingdom, uh, doesn't get the opportunity to work big venues where we need large amounts of team. Um, so the cases that we do do, we generally will only require one or two people. I saw two or three people for. And 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 Helen's got a full time job and stay. Yeah. Helen says that she's been ready to go, so next time a case comes up, don't Well, we, we know where all the team are and we, we I'm sure we, if something came up round by me, he'd be the first exactly. one to call me. Exactly. <laughs> plus plus you actually work in a haunted pub. I do actually. I work in a bar in Birkenhead that Wait a minute, you suppose... work in a pub? I do. I work behind a bar Why is that and a so bar wench. Cool? Why is that so cool? If you say you work in a pub in the United I mean, in a bar in the United States, it's like uh, it has a different connotation. If you say you work in a pub in, in the UK, it's like, wow, <laughs> that's so cool. It's, do you know what? Thank so, you. How, how, I don't think we, my job is cool. But... How old is that building? Um, I don't know. It must be 150, know. 200 years old, wasn't it? Which one are you talking about, though? Are you talking about the old, the one we've just moved to, or the old building? Ah, uh, well, 
There you go. <laughs> well, actually, both of them. I mean, if you take if you take what was it the one that's in the middle of the roundabout opposite the old Camelard? Uh, the the Hotel California. Yeah. Well, if you took yeah. that one, I mean, that building um, was probably one of the most important public houses in the whole of Birkenhead. And yeah, it was, main, it was. It was the main pub for the shipyard. So every, mm-hmm. you know, right from the CSS Alabama uh, to the pres- to almost the present day, the, the workers who constructed the ships drank and, and, uh, and, and worked there, including many who, who were subsequently killed or injured. They did. It used to be the castle at the time, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, yeah, I was but, just confused because you did you call it the Hotel California? Yes, it used to. So, um, the last owners, when they took it over, they named it the Hotel California after the Eagle song. Yeah, that's okay. That's what I was thinking. So, All right, cool. All right, fair enough. But, but no, uh, the pub I work in now, it's... We, I mean, I've not looked into it, so I don't know how true it is, but supposedly it used to be a morgue at one point. It did. So we've had lots of, you know, we get told lots of ghost stories about there. I've never experienced anything, but, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> What's some of the stories, they t- the, the, some of the rumors that, that are going around? Just like people have just seen things moving, heard things. Your typical ghost story, you know. That's why I don't really listen to it, because usually it's coming from people that have had one too many drinks on a night out. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing as well is we're we're not exactly short of pub ghosts in the UK. Um, No, I I know a lot of them. Yeah, I don't know many pubs that don't have a ghost or or haunting some sort. Well, um, the Swinging Arm, which is another bar that I used to work in, also had a... Supposed ghost in the basement of a little girl, and I mean, I didn't like going to the basement because there was a certain room that if you went in it, the back wall was all mirrored, and in some lights, it did look like there was someone in there looking at you. So, but again, did you ever play? Did you ever play Bloody Mary with the mirror? Oh, who hasn't played Bloody Mary? I used to do it in school. Well, obviously, because I went to I went to a Catholic primary school. We used to have one called um, Blue Nun, which is basically Blue Mary, but apparently a nun appears behind you. Really? And I, yeah, yeah, I used to play that quite often in school, but unfortunately, no, no nuns ever appeared. No, no Razel, so bummer. Maybe how many times adults won't play that game? So when you wait, so Helen, when you did Blue Nun or Bloody Mary, whatever, when you did, how did you do it? Ex- explain the exact process. Just see if I just want to see if it varies differently from. Well, US. hold that thought actually, because we've got uh, you've got to tell us who the show is sponsored by, and then we've got to have an ad break, and then Helen can tell us about Blue Nun. We still have thirty seconds, but anyway, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles. I just I, don't want you to forget I, the sponsors yeah, this week. Yeah, you know it's you know you. I just work here. I do it. I'm told. Anyway, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles. Uh, next, no international with Ron Kolick and Steve Parson, and our special guest Helen. And uh, we're brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Memorex Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Galant Messier Family Logo. Bye. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome to Tokinet. 
Radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parrax family. And you're most welcome back to the second part of the international edition of Ghost Chronicles with your host, Ron Cole, over in New England, me, the gold standard, out here in West Wales, and up in Merseyside, my daughter, Helen, a veteran ghost hunter and practicer of Bloody Mary, or Blue Nun. How did you do it then, this Blue Nun? Well, we you're not to... talking about the wine, are you? Obviously not. <laughs> I got more class than that. It was all about <laughs> Wow. We have, we have a very cheap wine here in the UK called Blue Man. Yeah, we have it here in the States too. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, we used to go into the toilets in school on our lunch break. And you would look in the mirror, turn the lights off, say Blue Nun three times, turn the lights on, and supposedly she'd be stuck behind you. But she never was. Oh, bummer. I know. Unless you saw a real nun, nun near, then you'd be in trouble. Yeah, oh, scare no. the crap no, thank out of you. <laughs> would, would that scare <laughs> the crap out of you? It would. Imagine <laughs> 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 the real nun had walked in while you were doing that. It's like, oh, turn the light on and... Bloody ah! <laughs> Mary's well, actually one of your brother's favourite games, though. Oh, dear. You can guess, you can guess which one. I'm going to guess. Is it Oscar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, her brothers have started to emulate it now whenever they go into the bathroom. Um, so they now play Bloody Mary as well. We have a version where you bring the, the can a candle in with you and you light yeah. it. Yeah. I've heard of that one. That's the one they tend to use in films, but over here we turn the lights on and off. Yeah, that's cool. We're not nope. nearly as dramatic over here. Yeah, no joy, huh? No. Okay. It would have been a great way to get out of school, to be honest. <laughs> Sorry, you can't come into school today. Evil nun attacked me. So, <laughs> when your father was over here uh, a couple of years back, we were in Salem, and uh, he was looking for Ouija boards, and um, he picked you up one, uh, yeah. which was, um, which was, was it? Which one was it? My it was supernatural one. Supernatural, right. A supernatural one. Uh, so... I take it you're not 
afraid of the Ouija board. Oh no, not at all. I or think it's a load of hocus you. pocus. Isn't the one on the yeah. wall behind you? <laughs> yeah, I have one nailed to my bedroom wall. Oh. <laughs> Hope it's and not an antique one. Hope it's not an antique. Oh. No, no. I've got oh. one of those ones still boxed up. Do you really? Yeah, I've got. Of course. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're 24, so uh, define antique. <laughs> <laughs> my dad gave me it, so I'm trusting it's old. Okay. <laughs> fair it's enough. A, it's a fold board from the 1930s. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> she has it yeah. alongside her um, very close replica of the Warrens. Um, same era, yeah. same, same style, Raggedy Andal. I do have a Raggedy Ann doll. I also oh, have Annabelle, a... as she's more better known. I also have a bottle of holy water, some salt, and a crucifix, just in case. <laughs> what, what you need, Helen, is a bottle of Van Helsing special blend. It stinks. Well, it doesn't work, Helen. Don't worry about uh, it. It works absolutely fantastic. Keeps flies away. It oh, keeps everything away. Keeps your father away, which is the most important thing. My father stays away anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll have to uh, get it. Oh, I can't, you can't take it back with them, so I'll have to s- figure out a way to send it over. I can never yeah, figure out how to send things international. I don't know how, because last time I did that, it cost me $58, and <sighs> it was refused on the other end, <laughs> and it came back, so I threw $58 in the wind. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk you through the process because, as you know, I've I would appreciate that. I would I've really do it. Successfully posted stuff backwards and forwards to you. I would absolutely love to do that. I, cool. I, um, I shall talk you through it one day. Yeah, because I have uh, some other stuff for uh, our, our, our boyfriend, uh, Cal Cuba. Oh, God, just burn it. Told <laughs> <laughs> you. That shirt. He's. That won't you fit him anymore. Now, you know that, right? No, no, no. He's, he's, he's put on about £50 now. That's why I want to send it to him. Then he can <laughs> when his belly pops up underneath it. It's like two inches too short and his belly button's showing. Okay, it's been a rough time in lockdown. People have put weight on. Can we not? <laughs> but anyway, uh, so going back to the Ouija boards, uh, I was on a, a show last night and... Uh, and the Ouija board came up, and, you know, I, I, I took the stand that, it, you know, basically it was just a game. And um, whatever the planchette moves, it's the, the occupants that are really moving it. Where the information comes from, that's another story, whether it's from the self subconscious or they're consciously or, or from another source, like, like a spirit or, or whatever. Make so, believe. Oh yeah, whatever. So, what's your thoughts? <laughs> what's your thoughts, Helen? I mean, is does the Ouija board work as a spirit communication device? Um, I don't think so. So, I don't have a problem with Ouija boards. I think they're a fun game and they're gory if you want to shake your friends up. <laughs> uh, I've done it a few times. You know, you put a magnet on the bottom of the planchard, put the other one on your knee, and you take your hands off and just move your knee around. Oh, yeah. I've so done it. After that one, huh? <laughs> Can't um, think how she learnt that trick. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I live with my mum at the moment, and she's terrified of Ouija boards. Really? Yeah. She once told she's, me... Uh, if... uh, be, in fairness, she's not frightened of moths. 
Well, she might be. <laughs> okay, everyone is scared of something they shouldn't be afraid of, right? Yeah, we know some reason scared you once. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I don't think Ouija boards are just a game. They're just a little bit of fun. Okay. And so the antique one and the super, whatever that one is. Supernatural. Uh, uh, supernatural. Are those the only two you have, or do you have any others in your little collection? Well, I've got the one that's nailed to the bedroom wall. Ah, okay. So you have three of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you had a Barbie one as well. Uh, not anymore. Oh, you oh, should have kept it. You I did know. have a Barbie one. Mm. That sounds really- like me. It's worth a few bit. (laughs) I have one, by the way. I'm quite jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the interesting thing, for those who don't know what we're talking about, they they produced a a, uh, girly one. uh, That's the only way to put it, because it's a pink board. It has a pink planchette. It has a pink pink carrying case, a little over-the-shoulder strap on it, and it comes with... uh, cards too and it has wonderful questions you can ask uh and they're all like girly questions like you could see these you know some bunch of girls getting together at a sleepover or something and doing this because they're all they're all that kind of girly stuff not that i've ever been to a girly sleepover uh, I, wish, I wish girly sleepovers were like that you know like that sounds like if anyone made a board game for me it would be that like pink, really? girly, and ghosts. Yeah, anything. So, uh, Dad, you know it's my birthday in like two months. <laughs> it, wait a minute! If, have you a had the Barbie, if you had the Barbie doll one, you would have been cool. You would have been all set. What? But... Yeah. Well, you should have looked after it then, because you definitely yeah. had one. Well, I was a child. Yeah. Don't, uh... Act like you... uh, don't act like you didn't ruin things when you were small. You still ruin things now. Yeah, not Ouija oh, board. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, not Ouija board. Mm. Just our friendship. <laughs> At least I remember who the bloody guests are each week. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. if you say so. <laughs> Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International, the poor relation of the Ghost Chronicles network. It is, it's so sad, it is really. But, well, you know. What can I say? So I'm moving right right along to to uh, ghost hunts. So you you were four years old, and now you're you're a little bit older. So have you seen uh, a change in in the way ghost hunting is done now from when you first you remember? Well, I remember when I first started. It was a lot of middle of the night, sitting in the dark, looking at thermometers and EMR readers, being like. Is there anybody there? Yeah. Um, I, should stra- I should just point out uh, in, 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 um, that sitting in the dark was because we had no lights. Yeah, sure, sure. No, the building had no lights. Oh, sure, mm. sure, sure. And, it's just very uh, sticking to it. <laughs> because it's the truth. Whereas later on, as I got older and I was still going on these investigations with parascience, it became more, they started doing them in the daytime more at the times when ghosts were more reported mm-hmm. rather than just, oh, it's dark, let's go now. So, because these were offices, so they were occupied in the daytime. They weren't really that occupied at night, so there wasn't many reports then. Mm-hmm. That makes but sense. 
I mean, in regards to what other people do on ghost hunts, I don't really know. The I try to stay away from other things. So, like, I try to avoid shows like Most Haunted and things like that because it's all just a load of crap. Okay. And uh, I think there's a lot of so-called ghost hunters and ghost hunting teams out there that do a lot of it for the clout and do a lot for the publicity and it just annoys me because it's real people's lives that they are messing with at the end of the day and I just think it's wrong (laughs) Do you think that the social internet has really, the social apps and all those have really changed ghost hunting for the worst I think so it I mean when I was younger and I'd be like oh my dad's a ghost hunter the only thing people would be like is oh Ghostbusters does he have a proton pack and uh, <laughs> things like that and now if I mention it like because of the likes of Facebook Twitter even TikTok people are putting up videos of their own stories their own experiences it's become a lot more normal to talk about it's less of a taboo subject which i think is great but again it also leaves it open for people to make money and you know exploit other people over it so it's got its pros and cons when it comes to social media and things mm-hmm. yeah it's like finding See. people on zoom all the time isn't it you know flogging mm-hmm. stuff Oh, come and do my course on Zoom. Yeah, it's just... I don't know. I don't... Like I said, I think it's good that people are more likely to talk about it now. It's less unusual, but there was something about it being unusual that made it have more of an appeal, really. Yeah, I find that too. I I agree with you on that. It was totally different back. Like... You knew back then, like, when it was sort of a, you know, you'd kind of get shunned if you were like, I think my house is haunted, you know. People would be like, oh, you're a bit mental. Um, (laughs) You know, so you kind of feel like people wouldn't be making it up, whereas now you're like, my my house is haunted, and people are like, let's put you on TV, let's make you loads of money. And it seems like people just do it for that now, so it's probably a lot harder to decipher which is real and which is just people looking for attention. Yeah, that's the thing now. It's it's so prevalent that, it, you know, you wonder how much it is, it is real, you know, and, and especially if you look at the stuff that's on Facebook and uh, so many other social medias, it's like, uh, you know, it, it, just, it, it just seems so surreal other than real. It just doesn't, doesn't seem right. No, because, I've seen a lot of... Go ahead. I've seen a lot of uh, videos where, I mean, to be fair to them, it's very hard to be able to tell if it's real or not. But if I was in my dad's position, someone was coming to me like, oh, here's a here's a video, I'd be a lot more sceptical than I would have been years ago over, you know, being like, oh, maybe this isn't real. Maybe this is real. So actually, uh, Helen, Helen used to have a terrible, terrible reputation. Uh, uh, with mediums. Um, oh, not uh, this again. <laughs> the medium slayer. Uh, she was referred to by Andrew Taylor, um, who who, ah. was, who, who refused to meet me for a while. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'd like and why to is be that? Proud. 
Well, how Why is that? Well, as you've heard, Helen's quite forthright, and she used to just say it as it was. And uh, we had a sponsor back in the day, and uh, the sponsor decided uh, or said he would like to bring his psychic sister along to an investigation. And being our sponsor, that put us in a bit of a position. So we said, "Yeah, go on, then you can. Uh, we'll, we'll. Um, you know, you're giving us money. We'll, we'll allow you this one." Yeah, that's uh, nice. yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what sponsors are like, aren't they? Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, we were all sitting around the table while this lady went through uh, her routine, which was a very bad pastiche of Derek Akora. Um, oh, dear. And the, the place was silent uh, afterwards until a little voice of an eight, year, eight or nine-year-old piped up, Dad, she's rubbish. Oh, no. <laughs> I suppose you I mean, don't have that spot. Only an eight-year-old could say what every adult in the room... Can, can I just say. interject? You always use that as an example, but I feel like I did one better than that when I was younger. Can we all remember the drawing I sent into a vet field in? Oh, yes. Because yeah. nothing like calling out a famous psychic. What, 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 what? <laughs> well, you, this famous psychic... Are we psychic... allowed to talk about it now? Oh, yeah. Okay. Still too soon. No, 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 no. He's he's dead now. Um, okay. Ron's got the t-shirt. Um, oh, okay. During, you realise during... I'm a big fanboy of his. Yeah. During during my Someone's brief, gotta be. During my brief <laughs> um, time on Most Haunted, um, Helen, who'd also by then appeared on the Discovery Channel. Oh. Um, I have that on my CV. Yeah. There you go. Um, she's she's appeared on Discovery. Uh, she. Uh, and also on NHK on Japanese television as well, um, but uh, that and that some DVDs by, and some DVDs with Richard. Just dropping names. Are we are we getting back to? <laughs> yeah, we're the getting to the story. story. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so I'm, self, I'm shameless I'm self promotion. I'm here. doing most haunted, and Helen's talking to me uh, whilst I'm in the makeup room and uh, with Yvette. And they, they, they're chatting away, you know, Helen and Yvette are talking away, as girls tend to do. And um, then Helen, Yvette said that, you know, draw me a picture. So Helen drew her a picture. Uh, well, actually, it was more of a poster, which I think Yvette had on in her kitchen for a number of uh, years afterwards. It said, uh, well, what did it say, Helen, about well. Derek? <laughs> So it was a picture of Derek Akora with Sam. his with his spirit guide Sam, and he was like, oh, "Sam, sweet. I've lost me ciggies." <laughs> and underneath it said, "Derek Akora is a loony brain," <laughs> and that is one of my finest moments. <laughs> you were five, five or six. Then. Yep. Yep. <sighs> I could spot him out early. It's fine. Poor Derek. <laughs> Picked on by a. Five-year-old or six-year-old, whatever it was. I feel that's more his problem than it was mine. Oh. He should have seen it coming. Oh. Yeah, I just <laughs> thought of a great... I'm not actually sure he ever saw the picture because he left the series by that. Uh, oh, I have a great, great show coming up uh, for us, Steve. Oh, yeah. We get uh, we have Helen, Helen, and our other guest is uh, the unicorn girl. That yeah. would be a no, no, no. We're not. That would H- be a fun I'm not show. Having, no, I'm not having Whaley Haley on again. <laughs> <laughs> she, 
It's, she, it's she, like mud wrestling. That would be awesome. No, 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 no. Um, Whaley is, uh, she's gone way over to some sort of stranger direction now. Um, she went to the dark side. Yeah, um, yeah very much into LGBTQ, RSTP, XYZ, divorce. Yeah. Yeah, and all that sort of nonsense. Uh, still ranks could uh, handle her very easily. Uh, nobody can handle Whaley very, very easily. Uh, what do you mean? We got her unicorn out of her. Yeah. She, she changed. Uh, I am very confused right now. You don't <laughs> should know. be. Should be. It's it's two old boys talking. <laughs> uh, anyways, getting back to Helen. I gave you a compliment, by the way. So that's that's what that was about. It was a compliment. Oh, well, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it was. So, uh, anyways, uh, we were talking about just before that, uh, Helen the the slayer, the medium slayer, psychic slayer, psychic slayer, which was the title given to her by Andrew, Andy Taylor because Who he was the also, yeah, he was uh, he was also on the the receiving end of her sharp tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I just just don't have any time for it, really. You know, I am sure that there are maybe some people out there that have some abilities. There are maybe some people that have some abilities that might be harder to explain. But there are so many people out there that use cold reading and they exploit people, and it's just disgusting. And again, it's like with how ghost hunting is now. People just use it to make money, and it's disgusting, and I don't think it should be a thing. And, you know, you have people like Derek Okora, and I feel horrible saying it, knowing that he's not with us anymore, but people like Derek Okora who just ruined the industry, and there are so many out there like that that it's bullshit, to be honest. Mm. And I have no problem calling people out on it. So why did you, what industry are you talking about? Like the the whole paranormal. Really? Oh, it's so. But isn't I would isn't, go, isn't see, mediumship would, a part of the paranormal? Um, if it's real, I guess maybe. Um, I mean, Harry Price has been studying it when he was alive. I mean, yeah, study into it, but it doesn't mean it's real. People study into God, and I still don't believe in that. So. Ooh. You know. Stand back a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Steve went off of quiet. Because, well, well, I don't need to defend Helen. She's more than capable of dealing with No, me. I mean, it, so <laughs> Harry Price b- believed in mediumship, didn't he, Steve? He believed in some mediums uh, right. after he'd extensively tested them. He believed that they had abilities that required further examination. That's not the same thing as throwing your hat in the ring and going, oh, my God, yes, I believe that people can talk to dead people. Which is what I'm saying. That or, going around flog- or, or going around charging, you know, $10 a minute. Right. Well, I mean, the, what I was trying to go, go ahead. That's what I'm saying is there are things that, you know, it probably would be harder to explain, would need more research into it. And obviously there are people like Harry Price that have done it. And I, you know, I applaud him because it needs to be done. But then you get pub psychics who will charge 20 quid for something that, you know, know, give me 10 minutes and I'd be able to do it. 
It's well, just called in, reading. In, in fact, uh, we were we were with Richard Felix at uh, Dudley Castle. We were, and, and, uh, uh, and Helen was a medium. Uh, Helen was 11 years old at the time, and due to change school, which happens between 11 mm-hmm. and 12, and uh, she she begged and pleaded for some time to go and see this nice psychic lady who was giving out reading. So um, so I gave her some money, and then she came back a couple of minutes later. And she said, "Let her uh, let her tell a story, Steve." Well, the, I I, I will do, but hold on, uh, hold on. I remember this actually. Yeah, go on. Then. It's one of the few things. So I well, I don't remember. Uh, so much. I remember she was said that you know, oh, you're going, about to go through a big change in life. Well, you had to come back for something first, didn't you? Oh yeah, I had to come back, and she wanted something that belonged to me. Now I was quite young; I didn't really own anything that belonged to me. Uh, so I, my dad gave me his keys, which obviously <laughs> were not mine. But I went back to her with house keys, which had a car key on. So I don't know how she didn't already realise that they weren't mine. <laughs> and she did a little reading off it and I think what came back was I was about to go through a big change in life I mean she'd already knew my age at this point so it wasn't difficult to figure out I'd be moving school and she also told me that she could sense a small rodent and I was thinking at the time I was like mm, what because I had a hamster and a rabbit and a guinea oh, pig okay. but yeah. um it's not uncommon around here. In fact, it, around here it's very popular that little girls have hamsters or rabbits or guinea pigs or some kind of small rodent. So she was, you know, just playing off, like, generic things that she could have said to try and... And then they look at how you react to it. So obviously she said small rodent. I, like, reacted as if, like, you know, oh, yeah. And then she'll play off that. Like, I could I could cold read someone given half a chance. Okay. And that's so, exactly why I don't buy into it. So what happened? Did you? What happened at the very end? Did you tell your father that she was a fake, uh, or what? Oh, I don't know. Did I tell her she was a fake? You told her she was rubbish. Oh, there we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, you got your money back. Well, there or, we rather are, I got, or rather, I got the money back. Uh, and the lady, the lady packed up shortly afterwards, and wasn't very oh, nice yeah. about uh, about things. She said I had a very rude daughter. Rude or honest? <laughs> I mean, facts are facts. Nothing Steve. like a child to tell you how it is. Yeah, Steve is your father, so I understand I totally. I learned from the best. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm a model of tact in diplomacy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little less tactful than he is. <laughs> Uh, don't no. Or maybe, maybe, <laughs> or maybe actually, people just tell me I've mellowed as I've got older. Oh, you are getting on a bit now. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so uh, I guess what I would, if would you, you mentioned that you would like to go ghost hunting again? Is that something that? Is that something that? You would really like. Why wouldn't you start your own team or, or, or do it yourself? I would not know where to start. I... Well, I can think. I can think of one very good reason why she why, why she couldn't form her own team and start. Because there's nothing to do anymore. And also, as a member of Parasites, it's forbidden. Oh well, oh. there we are. There you go. Yeah, my father has once again spoken. <laughs> yeah, once again, Any, he's ruined your life. Members so. of Parascience are not allowed to be members of any other team, but except for the Society of Psychical Research. Hey, wait a minute! Mm-hmm. I'm a member of Parascience. Uh, you're an associate member. 
Oh, okay. So that's all right then. All right, yeah. fine. I could get away with that. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So if Helen formed her own team, she'd have to leave Parasites first. Which I don't want to do because I've been in there a long time now. Yeah. Mm. So we want to thank you, Helen, for uh, joining us today and, and giving us this insight into uh, growing up with uh, that man. <laughs> I'd like well, to uh, you know, thank you for having me on again. It's been a pleasure as always. <laughs> See, Alexander Holzer shouldn't get all the shouldn't just get all the limelight all the time. That's, just think about it. it. When your father finally passes away and moves on to the great beyond, uh, you can have you can have your own TV series investigating all the places that he went to, called the uh, Parson Files. <laughs> I could, but I don't yeah. know if anybody would want to watch that. <laughs> Uh, I'm not Made a career for Alexander Holzer there. Yeah, did, did, did. <laughs> oh, did I Put say that out loud? Put your paws back in. You did say that out loud. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, Alexander. There's, there's the time. We've got to wrap it up. You've been listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, International. Steve Parsons and myself, Ron Kulik. Our special guest is Helen. Helen, what's your last name? Parsons. Still Parsons. Okay, Helen Parsons. Right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio. Now stay tuned for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann Carrigan and myself. And special guest is Patty from the Black Swan Inn. Oh, you can remember the guest for the next generation, can't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I book them. Yeah. Good night. Thanks, Thanks Alan. Bye. Right, yeah. we better go because Ron's got to do his stuff now. Yeah, All right. Bye. Show. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us good law.